This should go without saying, but sometimes it needs to be said. Level Down Games as a unit stands in solidarity with the right to protest without violence and for free speech to speak out against unfair and unjust brutality and biases that affect not just the United States, but the whole world. We hear you, we see you, and we support you. During this tumultuous stage, we hope the brief time we spend together during this episode can brighten your spirit and make your day just a little better. BG Mania, a video game music podcast for June 3rd, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, Hit Our Music, a professional wrestling podcast every Thursday, and The Media Files. On with the show. BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. What's going on, everybody? Oh, wait, I stole that. That's not, that's not me. That's not me. Hey, guys. Wait, who is that? Who is that? That's Dan. Oh, okay. <laughs> if this is your first time suddenly upon our neck of the Lost Woods in VGM land, welcome. Dan did say he wants to find something new besides that. <laughs> BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games, with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to do something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every single week. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. And honestly, we need your help now more than ever because we have two brand new podcasts that just debuted under the Level Down Games umbrella. Go look up our newest shows wherever you get your podcasts. The first one is called The Media Files and is an everything pop culture show hosted by Kyle with an ever-revolving second chair, including some pretty cool special guests that we're trying to get lined up. The other show is called Hit Our Music, a professional wrestling podcast 
podcast. That's right. We talk wrestling so much here still at Love It On Games, but we wanted to do something different and not just repeat old habits. So please, wherever you get your podcasts, go there, click the five star rating so that way we could try to get these two brand new shows into the new and noteworthy charts on Apple Podcasts. So hopefully we can expand and find a, a wider audience that has yet to discover Level Down Games. So if you do that, thank you so freaking much. Please, please, please. We, we need Level Down Games to get up bigger so that Frank can get his own show. Yeah, we don't want Frank to get bigger. Frank's working on getting smaller. Whoa, whoa. Audio, <laughs> hey, audio I gave you a compliment at the end. I gave you I'll a compliment it. at the end. I'm going to take it to as nice as you ever, you ever are to be, so I'll take it. <laughs> Frank, it's been three months. We get to do another composer deep dive today, and I'm so excited to jump into the life and work of Jun Ishikawa, who is the senior sound composer over at HAL Laboratory. He was hired there in 1990 and has worked on most of the titles in the Kirby franchise, along with a few other titles. And it's actually funny because he is Mr. Kirby for the most part. We're actually kicking off today's episode with four non-Kirby tracks, uh, as we usually do when we do these composer deep dives, we tend to put them in chronological order. So I did kick off the episode with a track by the name of Stage One from Ushu Kebitai SDF, which was released on the Famicom back in 1990, September 7th, 1990. But think about it, man. He's been at it for 30 years. 30 freaking years. Yeah. And it's so cool. He did celebrate, obviously, the 30th anniversary uh, at some point this year. So I'm watching gameplay of Uchu Kaibaitai SDF, and it's a vertical like shoot 'em up. So, uh, you know, a genre that was super popular back then and still remains popular to this day. Uh, I love shoot 'em ups, man. They're so much fun. They're so much freaking fun. It seemed to be the only games that were out back in the day. Yeah. I mean,. What do you have? So you had the vertical ones and the horizontal ones, the two different shmups, but uh, both super popular back then. And yeah, you're right. Still super popular to this day. Uh, this looks like a cool little game. Never heard of it. I don't even think it released outside of Japan. So we would have never really got the chance to play it. But it's great music. Juni Shikawa kicked off his career yeah. at Nintendo and how laboratory with that game. So that's pretty freaking cool. And uh, we, we hopefully have a lot of Kirby facts coming your way uh, from Frank. Frank prepared some Kirby fra- uh, facts, not Kirby fats, even though Kirby is a big puffball. He's not fat. <laughs> I say he's big bone, but he's a ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There is no bones. It's going to be a great episode, man, because once we get to the Kirby music, Kirby music and, and what we hear with there was stage one. Like you're already starting to hear that Kirby tone uh, get started. Like that's where it all began. And you are going to hear that as we continue to get up to the Kirby tracks. Take a listen to this next one. I get to go again. I think I have the first three picks. Yes, you do. From the Adventures of Lolo 3. This is the game theme.
And that was the game theme from The Adventures of Lolo 3, which came out here in North America November 21st, 1991. And already, of course, composed by Juni Ishikawa, you can definitely hear what becomes known as that classic Kirby sound. And that's kind of cool because the entire Kirby franchise spins off from The Adventures of Lolo. Yeah, in fact, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a Kirby fact now, but it's also uh, a Lolo fact. You might like this. So the, the characters from Lolo are Lolo, that's his name, and La La La. So Kirby's original name was going to be in fitting with their terrible names, Lolo and La La La. Was it gonna was going to be Kakaka? <laughs> I don't want to say that. He was going to be Twinkle Popopo. Okay, Popopo. <laughs> Which I don't think would have sold as many copies. No, man. Have you played that uh, Popopo 64? It just doesn't roll off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, these characters still, like, make cameos in Kirby games to this day. And the cartoon, they were in there. They were his friends in the cartoon. They were bad guys in in the video games. It was pretty cool. I want to say this is available to check out on Netflix on the, with the Nintendo Online uh, subscription on the Switch, is it not? One of the Adventures of Lolo games is. I'm not sure if it's one, two, or three. Yeah, we gotta look into that because they're not bad games. No, I think actually uh, back when Kyle was streaming on Twitch, I'm fairly confident he played one of the Adventures of Lolo games on, on Twitch one night. Kyle, uh, I know you're listening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember you playing an older game from the NES on Netflix, and I, I do think it was one of these. So uh, very, very, very fun sounding, though. And you're right, man. These are fun games. Um, but yeah, what could, what could possibly be coming next, though? Coming next, we are jumping to new Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. And oh, it's going to be horrible, isn't it? No, no, it's not horrible at all, dude. It's not horrible at all. I actually considered just playing like the Ghostbusters theme and having like a, you know, a fun little Halloween moment. But I found a super freaking awesome track. So from new Ghostbusters 2, this is level two, the abandoned subway.
And that was Level 2, The Abandoned Subway from New Ghostbusters 2, which came out in Japan December 26, 1990. It released in Europe a few weeks before that, December 7th, 1990. But we never actually got this game here in North America. So unless you had a friend that had a PAL NES and a PAL cartridge or lived outside of the U.S., you probably never played this unless you have the ROM. <laughs> Uh, I've, ne- I've never right played now. it. I've never played it. I, so I'm looking this up right now because I do believe this is the fabled good Ghostbusters game. I think you're right. Like, remember the one on the NES where it was just the uh, oh, I remember. the logo like floating around a map? <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, 4.5 this... out of 5 online. So we're talking about 90 percent. Yeah, it's a good game. OK, yeah. This yeah. This is this is the one that uh, that and that's why we didn't get it, because, you know, can't, can't have good games. Up, that's why. Can't have good games. No, it's kidding. Can't have good games. <laughs> but yeah, man, this whole soundtrack is fun. Like Judy Shikawa did a great job composing and and kind of capturing that Ghostbusters sound. Like if you actually listen to you know the the Ghostbusters, the traditional Ghostbusters stuff. He did a we great. We have an hour of that. Chip to just me doing it. That's what it is, dude. It just does that over and over for like an hour in the game. That's literally the only track in that one freaking Ghostbusters game with the logo floating around. You just hear that over and over and again. Why is it building Cold Stool? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Judy Shikawa, man, did a great freaking job capturing the uh, the classic film sound from Ghostbusters with with just the NES sound chip. So that's freaking awesome. Good on him. Uh, it's actually my turn to pick a track, and I'm going to go to the Super Nintendo. Okay. We're leaving the like, NES. Like a, Wait, it, hey, but, really? but we do. Oh, do we go back to the NES, though, after? We actually, no, we go to the Game Boy. To the Game Boy, okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So we are leaving the NES for good. We're leaving the NES for good, and we're actually going on to the Super Nintendo um, for a little game called Arcana. This is the second Armageddon.
And that was the second Armageddon from Arcana, which came out a generic May 1992. Uh, it was an RPG, but it I've was... heard of it. I've definitely heard of it. And we have played a track from Arcana before here on the show. Uh, but you, you can, in this game, you can move around um, like kind of like a Dragon Quest, except when it came down to battles, the disappointing part was everything was represented by cards. So it was it was like a card battle game with, with, with a little bit of moving around dungeoneering kind of stuff. Uh, I played this recently in the past couple of months because my friend has it. Was not a fan. No, no, not my thing. It was the game that came out right before Kirby. Yes. So, you know, Kirby was just getting ready to debut. You know, we've had, you know, obviously we had the first three games I played. We skipped over Hal's Hole in One Golf and we skipped over Hyperzone. And now we're in 1992 with Arcana. And 1992 also is the debut for Kirby's Dreamland. But Kirby actually makes a cameo in the title screen of Arcana. I don't know if you, I don't know if I stole one of your facts, but uh, I remember talking about it in a previous episode. I can't remember why we talked about it but we have talked about it before kirby is in the actual like intro sequence of this video game <laughs> thanks a lot brian that was one of your facts Th- that, that was absolutely a fact uh that's okay, okay. Well, that's okay yeah, i forgive but, you but i remember it because we like i said we have talked about that before i do remember talking about that but uh yeah as you alluded to kirby's dreamland is the next game that we're going to pick a track from um and i couldn't think of anything more fitting to hit you with than green greens was Green Greens from Kirby's Dreamland, which came out August 1st, 1992 on the Game Boy. On the Game Boy. Yes, I loved this game. This is one of uh, Frank's original, like five or six games. I was going to say, this is a game that you've put a ton of time into as a child, right? Absolutely. Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk again about the name of Kirby. As I said before, they originally named him Twinkle Popopo, which is terrible. Um, remember, <laughs> Nintendo was sued back in the day over the, all the, uh, the Donkey Kong nonsense. Where they managed to beat that suit, but the name of the uh, lawyer who saved Nintendo, his last name was Kirby. Uh, so I name- remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, you're right. So, 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 so John Kirby uh, was the lawyer, and I think it was eight, 1982 was the, uh, the lawsuit. 
I could be wrong. You can fact check us, uh, Brian at leveldowngames.com. Uh, <laughs> no need. No need. Somebody will if you say it. No need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so they named it after him uh, as an homage, which I really like. Cause yeah, that's super freaking cool, man. That's super cool. I, I like stuff about, I like, like, how, like how Mario was the plumber, well, not the plumber. He was like the, the superintendent of the building that they lived in. Yeah. When I think Kirby, this is one of the most, like the tracks that instantly pops in my head when you say the word Kirby. Uh, and it's been redone a thousand times over. Oh, yeah. that That is something with the Kirby soundtracks is that uh, much like the Mario soundtracks and the Zelda soundtracks, they do reuse a lot of the same melodies and same uh, uh, pieces of certain songs over and over and over again and remix it into different uh, tunes for other games. It's pretty cool. I actually like that a lot. And I lied earlier. I guess we are going back to the NES because <laughs> I, I do have a pack, uh, a pack, a pick from Kirby's Adventure. And if I'm not mistaken, because I'm on the uh, the actual official, like, I guess it is an official, unofficial Kirby Wikipedia called Wiki, Wiki Kirby. I don't even know how you would say that. W-I-K-I-R-B-Y. Uh, Kirby. 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 <laughs> but according to this website, it is the uh, the first time that Junishikawa partnered up with Hirokazo Ando, who would go on to be pretty much side by side with Junishikawa for Brian, the rest of. Why do you gotta lie? Huh? Arcana. I'm not. This is the first time. You're welcome. Oh, man. oh, well, I'm on. The, like I said, I'm on the official Kirby website. <laughs> Arcana's not listed there. <laughs> So that that kicked off that. Okay, there. Sorry, my bad. He wasn't on uh, Hirokazu Ondo wasn't on Kirby's Dreamland. He was on uh, Kirby's Adventure, though. So uh, we're jumping to Kirby's Adventure. Like I said, this is Vegetable Valley number one. was Vegetable Valley number one from Kirby's Adventure, which, like I said, I did lie, uh, that did release on the NES here in North America, May 1st of 1993. And now that we're completely into the Kirby of the episode, you can definitely hear what Junishikawa is best known for. That energetic, electronic-based just fun, dude. Just fun music that 
makes you want to keep running as Kirby. Because Kirby, it's a platformer, but it's a running game as well. And the music being fast, I think that like for Nintendo platformers, the Kirby music has always pushed me forward more than like the Mario music has. Does that make any sense? I, I'm with you on that because I do. Mario, see myself- Mario music. Mario music is, you know, sometimes it's fast paced, sometimes it's energetic, but the Kirby music has always just been. I guess that turned up to 11, as Spinal Tap would say. <laughs> when you said that, you actually got my brain thinking like, yeah, I do try, I do rush through Kirby levels. I I, I try to get like all the secrets along the way, but uh, I don't exactly dawdle. Right. So that's, that's cool. I, I, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's something that I, it's something that I've noticed and I'm not a huge Kirby fan. You mo- probably more so than anyone else here at Level Down Games are probably the resident Kirby guy. I think you've played every Kirby game except for Star Allies. I Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you've played the newest. Which is crazy because you and Kirby are very much alike. You both suck. But I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sit on that bad boy for a week. All right. At least, you, at least you got it in there before I said you and Kirby are a lot alike. Because you're, you're both big and round. <laughs> and much like Kirby, I wish I was dead. Um... <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Kyle from The Media Files, a brand new podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Me and a special guest are going to sit down and talk about everything from video games to music, movies, television, sports, comics, books, you name it. We're probably going to talk about it on The Media Files, and we want you to be a part of that conversation. Search for The Media Files, that's one word, The Media Files, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh man, now we get to go to a fun track that you picked that I'm very interested to hear here. Yes, here, here. Dilly dilly. Here, hey. I actually picked the track from a Japanese only game, so uh, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the Brian thing here. Here we go. Yeah, and, and it's a Squaresoft game, Frank, so on I'm top, very excited to hear on this. Top, on top of all that, right? Yeah, not even a Nintendo game. So from the game Alkahest, this is Air Deck.
that was Air Deck from Arukaiso, or Alkahest, uh, which came out December 17th, 1993. Uh, this is a Square game. Uh, it's a uh, top-down action game, very much like The Legend of Zelda. Okay, I was wondering what this was because I'm not too familiar with it, so... Um, being Japan only, I'd, I can say I've never played it. Being an RPG, I can say I've never played it. Um, <laughs> but it sounds interesting. Like, I, I read a, a little quick synopsis of it on Wikipedia, uh, and it's, you know, you're joined by five allies. You have a wizard, a princess, a knight, an android, and a shape-shifting dragon. How square is that? Yeah, so I'm looking here... This is an interesting game. I'm, I'm kind of upset that we never did get to play this here. First of all, getting to hear Junishikawa's take on like traditional RPG airship style music is, is super cool because he's, like we said, known for that like fast paced, energetic type music. And that's not what this is. I'm sure like battle music and that kind of stuff on the Alcahest soundtrack is like that. But but this isn't. So that's super cool. But the game actually, it says here I'm on the fandom Nintendo website, and it does have some information, even though this is a square game. It says the game features a score counter that was given the misleading name experience. So because of that, it is often mistaken for a role playing game. It's actually not an RPG. It uh, it completely lacks all RPG elements besides a it's score counter. It's just an action game. It's, it's, a, it's a Zelda clone, more or less, um, like you already did mention, but it often is mistaken for an RPG because the score that you're getting in the game is actually called experience. <laughs> That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like the actual Nintendo fandom website says, in fact, Alkahest has less RPG elements than a typical Zelda game, and the latter are action adventure games. In particular, here's how Alkahest compares to the main RPG characteristics. So you do get permanent upgrades to your character, you can choose what dialogue you say, and you can uh, have the freedom to explore and backtrack. But that's it. That's it. That's the only RPG elements. <laughs> I would like to check this out, though, if I could find uh, like a fan translated ROM. I would I would absolutely like to see uh, Square's take on, on the Zelda Wiki, game. It, according to Wiki, there's definitely an uh, English translation patch out there. So, yeah, I might have to check that out someday. So that would be uh, that would be super cool to check out. Plus, you know, I, I've really never dived into the uh, the Alcahest soundtrack. I think I may have heard one or two other tracks off the soundtrack. So getting to hear more Juni Shikawa and, you know, the stuff that's not Kirby, that that's super exciting for me. Uh, but speaking of Kirby, I guess we're going right back to him because we are right back going to right back. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to Kirby Superstar, Frank, which uh, one of the more popular Kirby games, I would say to come out released on the Super Nintendo. Let's take a listen to Candy Mountain. Thank you. 
that was Candy Mountain from Kirby Superstar, which did come out September 20th, 1996 here on the Super Nintendo and was composed as everything is today by Jun Ishikawa. Kirby Superstar, like I said, I oftentimes consider it to be one of the more popular Kirby games in the franchise. And it's actually one of my personal favorite Kirby games as well, because it's just a compilation of different games and they're all actually really freaking good. <laughs> Do you remember all the games on it? Uh, offhand, no, but I know I've played them all. Um, go for it. I I have a list. I didn't remember them off the top of my head either, but I, I did have to look it up. Spring Breeze, which is a retelling of the original Kirby Streamland in Kirby Superstar style, which is basically like it serves as the tutorial. There's Dynablade, which is a yes. landmark game that introduced a recurring ally in Dynablade, the legendary bird. There is Megaton Punch, which is a mini game where Kirby tests his strength with three opponents. There's Gourmet Race, obviously, with uh, you racing against King Day Day through Gourmet World. The Great Cave Offensive. Kirby falls down a hole and ends up in a magnificent cave where many treasures can be found. Uh, it says here that the game also... I, oh, yeah, that's right. This is the one that had the cameos from Mario, Zelda, Fire Emblem, and Metroid. Yes. I remember that. Yeah, it was the Great Cave Offensive. Uh, there was Samurai Kirby, where Kirby had to test his patience against five opponents. Uh, Revenge of Meta Knight, which is the direct sequel to Dynablade Story, which was one of the more popular things on the uh, cartridge as well. There was... Melky Way Wishes and that was the last major game of the collection. The Sun and the Moon of Popstar are fighting senselessly, causing disaster as night and day are sorely missed. But of course, as we know, upon beating Milky Way Wishes, there was an extra challenge, the arena. So this game, dude, was packed with so many things and all of them were excellent. And the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, I, I really like this. This is like you, you nailed it, Kirby Superstars, like uh, just like like Mario All Stars. And it makes me mad because like I, I'm trying to like I wanted to find more things on Juni Shikawa, but there's not a ton there of information isn't. on him. I went digging. Yeah, like I his his Wikipedia page does not exist in in English, and in, his in fact, his Japanese Wikipedia page doesn't have that much information on him. In fact, there's all, there's a famous Japanese director also named Junichikawa just spelt differently so yes. you're finding a lot a lot of you know overlap and bad things there like you know, I'm, I'm trying to find the composer damn it uh, I don't care about your movies so the Japanese Wikipedia page talks about how he creates music that uses complicated time signatures and sound movements but it's even hard to pull information from this because we're just using the Google Translate you know auto chrome add-on to see what the web maybe I should send this to Kyle and get like a better translation <laughs> and uh, to see exactly what this is saying Kyle for those who don't know is, is fluent in Japanese so could probably give us a bit more information on that but yeah it just there's not a ton of information on the composer Juni Jikawa ton of information on the uh, the author or film director whatever it was though that we keep coming across <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're still on me I think I got two more to go before we go back to you. Oh, that's not fair. That's okay. You have a that's block right. coming up I, here in I a little bit. A block that, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to jump to what I consider to be probably my favorite Kirby game because it's the one I spent the most time with. And because the Nintendo 64, as I say all the time, it, it really is probably one of my favorite systems of all time just because of where I was at as a kid and, you know, in terms of age when it came out. So from Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards, this is Above the Clouds. 
And that was Above the Clouds from Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, which came out here in North America on June 26th of 2000. So this game is getting ready to celebrate its 20 year anniversary in just a couple weeks. That's uh, super freaking exciting and crazy to think about. (laughs) I was going to say that's super exciting and crazy to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love Kirby 64. It's without question my favorite Kirby game, dude. I love this game. It's up there for me. Um, I'm probably going to default back to the Game Boy just because that's how I am. But uh, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. And the music, it's so freaking like... Everything about this game's soundtrack is good. We've played one other Kirby 64 track in the past. Uh, do you remember? Have you I actually sh- picked it. No, 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 no. The uh, it was it was uh, a snowy track, but it wasn't Avalanche. It was. I know it was on a snowy episode. Okay. Yeah, but it was on a snowy episode. I actually can't remember the name of the actual track that we played. I'm quickly going to our spreadsheet to uh to see what it was uh shiver star that's right okay, oh we actually okay. played two from kirby 64 shiver star and uh zero two does that mean prior to this episode we only ever played four kirby tracks uh, four or five yeah yeah we haven't played too much kirby <laughs> well, again, well, we're, we're insane. writing the injustice now yeah. insane absolutely writing the injustice and getting more junishikawa into uh into bg mania as well and there's a lot of like fun uh, facts about some of the the music in Kirby 64, but there really isn't anything fun about the Above the Clouds track in terms of like if it's remixed from something else. It's just an amazing track that I wanted to play, man. It's I this I love this track. Uh, this is this is a good one. I like the fact that since we moved to 64, the, the music was able to be given that oomph. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give you a nice little Kirby fact here uh, before we jump to the next track. So obviously Kirby had his start on the Game Boy. So, being a monochromatic uh, character, according to Daddy Sakurai, uh, he was going to be yellow. But uh, when the game shipped on the Game Boy, the American versions had a white Kirby on the front, and the Japanese versions had a pink Kirby on the front. So, going forward from there, that's why you have variant colors of Kirby in other games like Smash Brothers and Kirby Triple Deluxe, is because they're, they're hearkening back to the original you know, proposed colors for Kirby when he was back just being a you know monochromatic uh, character on the Game Boy. Okay. So, a little fun fact. Do you remember this is the only uh, Kirby game to uh, feature or hint at a romantic relationship for Kirby? With a real-life human being. Uh, with Ribbon, who is a, like, I guess, like a fairy. I, w- I would call her a fairy. I, d- I don't know what else I would call her. A, s- a sprite, maybe? Sort of like, uh, she's got wings. You, don't, you remember this? She's in no. she's in other Kirby games as well, man. She's in... Uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember him having a relationship in the game. Yeah, it's been about 20 years since I played it, so... Well, again, it's not like an actual relationship. It just hints at it because she gives Kirby a kiss in Kirby 64. My man. <laughs> but yeah, she also appears in uh, Planet Robobot, Star Allies, and the uh, the newest one on Switch, the, what was it called? Kirby Clash, Super Kirby Clash. All right. But yeah, she gives him a kiss there. So Kirby's a player. <laughs> but I got one more of my block and we're going to the GameCube, <laughs> to a game that I freaking loved, man. I played the crap out of this game on the GameCube. From Kirby's Air Ride, this is Metal Top Ride.
And that was Metal Top Ride from Kirby's Air Ride, which came out here on the Nintendo GameCube October 13th of 2003 and was composed by Jun Ishikawa. I loved this game, man. I would love for them to make another like Kirby racing game. Absolutely 10,000%. Um, this is one of those ones that me and my little sisters played. Well, because it was so different from like the other racing style games. It's not like a traditional racer in any sense of the word. None. Um, uh, again, I like the fact that it's, like you mentioned earlier, very driven forward kind of music. Very. Oh, absolutely, got, yeah. Got, got, well, being a racing game, you had that feeling like you gotta go fast, so. Yeah, like Sonic. <laughs> gotta go fast. <laughs> you first, no. you last. But uh, I did really enjoy this game. Played the absolute crap out of it. Uh, all three modes, air ride, top ride, and that, that, of course, that was from the uh, from the top ride section that we played there. And then city trial. Like, it was just it was just a fun game, dude. It was just a fun freaking game. And it was originally meant to be a Nintendo 64 game, but they had to cancel it on there and uh, moved it to the GameCube. So, so there were only two N64 Kirby games? Kirby 64 and then what was the other one? Kirby Golf? Was there a Kirby Golf game? Star was no Star Stacker was Game Boy. I didn't know that. I didn't I don't think there's I thought that was an SNES game. It was Super Nintendo Dream Course. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby's Dream Course was SNES. Yeah, so there was only one Kirby uh, game on Nintendo 64. Unless you count, like, Smash Brothers, which nobody should. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's not a Kirby game. <laughs> it, might as it. W- it might as well be. He was top tier in the first one. Absolutely, yeah. He was great in the uh, in the top. And, and Judy Shikawa actually did a track for the original Super Smash Brothers. He did play, or he did recompose Kirby Superstar for that game. He actually did that for all, all the Smash Brothers games. Uh, to be fair, everybody has credits on Ultimate. Of course, but you know we're just dishing <laughs> out I'm dishing out the it. information. <laughs> information that probably everybody knows already, because again, it's, it's, it's there's not that much button. information out there on Judy Chicago. So here's the thing. Here's what we're gonna get on this one. Because we got it last time we talked about a composer. And it's because, you know, we don't uh I I, I, I keep giving I keep going back and giving shit to like all the negative comments that we get. And I don't care if you if you don't like our show, feel free to let me know. Let me know what's wrong with it and we'll try to fix it. We always want to make the show I'm better. Not- Leaving the show, okay? Uh, that's fine. Me. That's fine. But it was one of the comments that we've received before on some of these composer deep dives is that you know we don't try, we don't give out as much information as as we should on the composers sh- and that kind tried. of stuff. Are we really, really we absolutely try. That's what I was just gonna say. We try. We do our damnedest. We do our best. Some of these composers, and I know you guys know this because a lot of you out there have VGM podcasts of your own. Information is hard to find on some of these people unless you have personally conducted interviews or have just listened to so many things and I just don't have time to listen to every single piece of media and content that's out there related to one specific person. I do my best but unless things are easily findable, I'm probably not going to spend that much uh, time on it. I dig. I dig and I can't find so it's... Yeah. (laughs) It's not for lack of trying. (laughs) But now... Frank, we moved to a block of you, which nobody ever wanted, but we're going to give them. My parents definitely didn't. Um, (laughs) For the next entry in this uh, series, this is going to be from Kirby Canvas Curse. This is Drusia Sorceress.
and that was the Drusia Sorceress from Kirby Canvas Curse, which came out on the best day, June 13th, 2005. The worst day? This was on, this came out on your birthday? Did you get it as a gift? I did get this as a gift. Yeah. Uh, probably not from Nicole, because by then she hated me. I would be pretty disappointed if you didn't ask for this for your birthday. I mean... I almost always asked for video games my birthday, uh, and they knew to get me Kirby. They knew to get me. They knew to get me Kirby, get me Mortal Kombat, get me Street Fighter. But those are like things that are ingrained in the family. So even when it comes down to birthdays now, if they're if they're like running out of ideas, they'll get me something along those lines. Something from that. <laughs> for, for, for much. Yeah, yeah. You have your go tos. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised this year if I got the new, the, the latest Kirby game for my birthday. Like that, that's how things are. Well, I mean, hopefully you do because it actually, even though it is short, it's and, and, uh, and, and, it, it and is fun. Brittany, if you're listening. Um, Please. So, uh, I, I a lot of, a, <laughs> yeah, they don't care. Drossia Sorceress, man. I like how you did, or how you actually picked that one because you tend to try to get that Halloween style sounding always. thing. Time. Anytime we do like a themed episode or a composer episode or whatever, you always try. And what, in, do you know what instrument that was that, My- that Judy Chicago was using there for that sound? Because I liked that. And I, I'm, I, and I, I, I don't know. Say, I want to say it's a synthesizer playing some of the lower notes, like on, like on, like on the keys. Maybe, but I, t- but I couldn't tell you. I, I can tell you, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that we always say. You know, we're not musical experts or geniuses. We just appreciate the art form and really enjoy, like, you know, talking about it. So, if you know what instrument that was, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Uh, we're we're was always it the electric didgeridoo. We're always willing to learn more from from those who I guess know more than us, which apparently is everybody. So that's eh, no, it's no one. We're the best. <laughs> 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 I tell everybody if Brian doesn't know it, it's not worth knowing. Well, that's not true. Thank God, thank God he admitted that's not true because usually his head explodes <laughs> when I give him those kinds of compliments. Oh man, I'm excited for this next one though because I love this game, dude. It's so charming. I so my next pick is also from a Kirby game, as are every one of my picks for the rest of this episode. Uh, I think we're Kirby- closing out with all Kirby today. Yeah, okay. I think that's all we have left. So that's right. This one's from Kirby's Epic Yarn, and this is Versus Yin Yarn.
And this was Versus Yin Yarn from Kirby's Epic Yarn, which came out October 17th, 2010. Yeah, man, I love this game, dude. I have somewhere a, a little yarn version of Kirby, too. It's I think I made it. I made it myself. It's not great. But I remember like, actually wrapping yarn around like one of those uh, Super Bowls. Didn't you play the 3DS version, Extra Epic Yarn, instead of the Wii version? Yes. But I yeah, I thought made, so. I thought so. But I, but, I also, but I also made myself a little Kirby, and it's somewhere in here. I'm sure when I start putting stuff away, I'm going to find it. Did they ever release an official one? Because I know they released an official Yarn Yoshi. It's actually on the the, uh, the stand behind me. It's in my background. Jessica bought that for me. That's a Dang good question. But um, I wonder if they ever made an official yarn Kirby. Do you have the fact about this particular track? Uh, because we kind of know exactly where it came from. Uh, I don't have the fact. If you have the fact, give me the fact. I know this is a battle Yeah, theme. I actually do. Uh, it came from Kirby 64, as a lot of music actually did. And trying to find it here. Here it is. Uh, the music for the Yin Yarn Battle is a slightly tweaked remix of Kirby 64. Four's standard boss theme and Miracle Matter theme. So that's exactly where that track comes from. I do remember now that uh, if you remember when Club Nintendo was a thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or at least it was a good thing because it still kind of exists. Um, Kirby patches were the things they were giving out. They were like Kirby yarn. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Do I have one? Absolutely not. I opted to get the uh, DS case, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, man, Kirby's Epic Yarn. This was, I think, the game that kicked off the yarn style for Nintendo, and then that would kind of be kicked over to the Yoshi IP, and now it's the Yoshi games that kind of get to experiment more than the Kirby ones, because first it was Kirby, and now it's kind of been Yoshi, if you think back, you know, with like car, uh, the cardboard one that came out and the yarn Yoshi one as well, they seem to be experimenting with that IP more so than the Kirby one now, because Kirby Star Allies was kind of just going back to the traditional Kirby formula. I also looked for you. Uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn did come out with a uh, yarn version of the Amiibo. Okay, I thought so. I, I had a feeling that they probably did because I knew that they, uh, again, I have it. They have the Yoshi one, so I had to assume that I'm they did that I'm going to have to hunt that, that one down, though. I'm surprised you don't have it. It'll happen. Uh, I, got, I got an Amazon gift card burning a hole through my pocket. Uh, <laughs> so my next track actually comes from Kirby's Return to Dreamland. This is the Funky Arena.
that was the funky arena from kirby's return to dreamland which came out october 24th 2011. i could have sworn that came out a whole lot earlier than that it's crazy no man this was just a year after epic yarn absolutely but i could have sworn this was like freaking like 2002 because my brain doesn't <laughs> work right well. yeah man so i actually had a nice little fun thing i was reading about kirby here okay and it's a fan theory that meta knight is a kirby clone in disguise uh, and the reason this even came to light is because, you know, Super Smash Brothers, you have the trophies and you can move things around. You, know, it's, you, know, you can see like the extra eye for Daisy and such like that. Yeah. For this one, for this one uh, when the Meta Knight uh, trophy, if you see behind the mask, he's, just, he's simply just a blue Kirby with all this stuff that he's wearing. So the theory is either that he's a clone or that he's of the same race that Kirby is. Okay. Um, Interesting. I have not I've not seen that. But also Kirby is um, it's so hard to explain. He's genderless because in, 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 in the Japanese language, they do have a lot of words that are androgynous. So uh, there's. Yeah, no, absolutely. So he's never referred to in the Japanese games with any pronoun. So he's always just Kirby to that point that like. So Kirby is everyone. Kirby is love. Kirby is life. Kirby's Kirby. That's all they need to be. Is he a ghost? We don't know. Yeah, could be. Are ghosts genderless? Uh, I don't know. Um, or, or, or ghosts can be anything, man. See, you, well, you watch Ghost Adventures. You know those demons. They can make their voice whatever they want to make their voice. It is, it is, tr <laughs> it is true. Those succubuses and incubuses are constantly messing with my boy Zach. And while we're briefly on the subject, Aaron Goodwin, you've been on the show since the beginning. Stop running at every ghost, okay? That's what you do for a living. You got to expect it. I mean, it's still scary as crap. <laughs> <laughs> like when it happens, uh, well, you still I, get freaked well, I, out. But, but I'm saying this from the comfort of my own home. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're the one that wants to go out there and get a spirit box and start getting into this stuff. Uh, I actually did buy one for my brother-in-law for his birthday a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Dan. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but I did uh, ask my sister first if it was okay if I brought that kind of juju into her home. She's like, okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So That's funny. <laughs> I, 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 I at least flew it by her first. Because <laughs> you're Kirby and you float. We all float down here. Brian here from Level Down Games. I know what you're expecting me to say because I said the same thing every week for quite some time. However, LDG is quickly getting more and more of a true identity in the vast ocean of so many outlets and groups covering the same thing. Level Down Games is an indie media outlet with the backbone being leveldowngames.com. And it's all thanks to you that we continue to exist. There, you'll be able to find our latest content, including new episodes of all of our podcasts. This includes Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and our two newest shows, Hit Our Music, a professional wrestling podcast every Thursday, and The Media Files. You'll also be able to find our latest reviews, reaction videos, LDG plays, and all the random shit we decide to do for fun. Supporting us can be as simple as streaming the shows through Spotify every week, but if you'd like to see other ways you can help us out, check the show notes. And remember, everything we produce can be found over at leveldowngames.com. We'll see you there. Yeah, so I have one more One track more. In, in, one in, in more. The <laughs> in, the in the block of Awesome Frank uh, from a game I love. From Kirby Triple Deluxe this is Day-to-Day's Royal Payback.
And that was Day to Day's Royal Payback from Kirby Triple Deluxe, which came out May 2nd, 2014. Gotta say, one of my favorite Kirby games of all time. I love the Hypernova Kirby. I like how, like, upbeat and, like, we, we keep talking about, man, the fastness of the Kirby tracks. This one portrays that perfectly. This is, uh, I'm a, is, this is, is this a boss theme? I, I don't remember Triple Deluxe that much in terms of, like, where the music actually is. Is this, I'm does not, this is this playing I'm, during Day to Day's fight? I'm not certain. Okay, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to wonder because like it, it just again, it just it has that pushing you forward. Got to go fast to just want to keep moving type of mentality. And just sitting here listening to it, dude, I was completely digging that track. Might be one of my favorite, if not my favorite thing we've heard today so far. I have a couple facts about this game. One of them uh, just about day to day himself. Okay, this, this is the only Kirby game where King Day to Day's voice was not provided by the creator, Masahiro Sakurai. It was instead done by the, the director, uh, Shinya Komazaki. But I want to tie this back to Juni Shikawa. So I do have a cool little Juni Shikawa fact here. Um, in the game, there is a jukebox mode. And all the songs in the game, in the jukebox, have either blue notes or red notes. All the songs with red notes are composed by Juni Shikawa, and all the blue notes are composed by Hirokazu Ando. Huh. So it was a, it was a, it was a cool little nod. They, they, you know, they, they kept them separate so you know like who did what. But uh, you would never know that without actually being told that. The uh, director kind of let that out as a little liner out of his own. Yeah? Wanted to be a uh, jukebox hero, huh? With stars in his eyes. Just one guitar! <laughs> Strong way down low! <laughs> was a one-way ticket! Only one way to go! <laughs> I can't do it. I'm going to throw my freaking voice out that I won't be able to work tomorrow. We have to do a whole episode just the Brian singing hour. Um, He's a jukebox hero. I actually am not terrible. I, I mess around a no, lot on no, air. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually terrible. I, uh, I, I can carry I can carry a tune. I just I mess I around a lot Avenger on air. I hear crying in the background. Just, just <laughs> the door shut. <laughs> He's out bad. there with Jessica. That's how bad. <laughs> All right, man. We got... Two tracks left, one apiece, and you get to close out the episode. So that means I get to jump to Kirby Planet Robobot, which actually has, from top to bottom, an incredible freaking soundtrack. The name of this one is Gorgeous Go Round.
And that was Gorgeous Go Round. No, Frank, that was not your nickname during high school. <laughs> From uh, Kirby Planet Robobot, which did recently uh, come out on the Nintendo 3DS here in North America. It was June 10th of 2016, so just a couple years ago. Uh, not the most recent game, obviously. That's why we have one track left. But Planet Robobot, like I said, is an incredible game. Have you played this one? I have not played Robobot. This one is fun. Okay, so you haven't played the two most recent. Okay, interesting. Actually, you know what? I lie, I lie, I lie. I have played Robobot. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because this is... I was like, I'm looking at the pictures of it right now. I was like, I absolutely played this game. Yeah, this is fun. Have I, be- have I beaten this game is a no, for sure. It's actually funny. I rented this game. Uh, those of the, those of you who listen to Max Level will oftentimes hear us talk about uh, Family Video, my uh, local right down the street video store here in my area, and uh, they still rent video games there. And at a, at one point, then and this is actually not at this one. Uh, this was at the one up in uh, the city that Jessica and I lived in before we moved to where we are now. But the Family Video there actually did uh, Nintendo 3DS games at the time, and they got Kirby Planet Robo. In. So I rented it from there and played it and beat this game. It's an incredible freaking soundtrack, man. Like I said, from top to bottom, this has an incredible sound. And the reason that I chose Gorgeous Go Round is because it has that like swingy big band style feel to it that, uh, you know, I know you're a huge fan of Frank, but I just loved the way that this one sounded. And I knew it was going to be different from most of the other things we heard on the episode today. And it was. See, Junie Shikawa is dynamic. Absolutely he is, man. Junie Shikawa is incredible. He's not just, you know, yes, he's known for, like we said, that energetic, electronic style, gotta go fast music, but he could do it all. We heard his freaking airship music earlier from Alkahest. That was incredible. Uh... You know, I, I am glad that he is synonymous with Kirby and that, you know, he is Mr. Kirby, that kind of thing. But pretty much I, I would love to hear more of his like what he can do outside of Kirby, because the little bit that we did here and we probably never will again. I mean, he probably will be working on Kirby until he retires. It's just what it seems like. Uh, even now, he's really not even composing that much anymore. He's just been kind of like helping out as we see as these guys get later and later into their careers. They transition to more like supervisory. Uh, what's their word like? I'm trying they to think like, they, they become like sound producers. Yeah, like they, they get out of the composing scene and hopefully he composes the music for Kirby RPG, which is coming out soon. Fingers crossed, God willing. It's never going to happen. It would be so cool to play a Kirby RPG. That's not going to happen. A, I, I would love a Kirby maker in the, in the vein of the you know, Mario maker. I think a Kirby maker could work. I think I'd prefer to see a Zelda maker first, but I think a Kirby maker could work. Let's just get a maker in general. Just all, all the IPs. We have one. It's called Super Mario Maker and it's great. <laughs> Fact. Uh, Oh, I have the honors of closing out today, though. You do? Now, we're going to close out with Friendly Field from Kirby Star Allies, which came out March 16th, 2018. Uh, Just very much a return to form, just a regular happy Kirby song. A pretty early song in the game, game too. Uh, Second level, first stage. Yeah, like I, I when we were listening to it, I remembered I was like, Frank, I think this is like a very, very, very early track in the game. Uh, I played this from start to finish on Twitch back when I was streaming over at twitch.tv forward slash Lemonade Games. I, 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 yeah. I watched almost the entire thing, too. <laughs> yeah, back when I streamed for like five or six months straight, I was going pretty hard there for a while doing like six to eight hours a day. This is one of the games that uh, that I did stream to completion on uh, on Twitch. And I know we do still have several listeners who found us through 
when we were streaming on Twitch. So, uh, like we've said, we we are planning to return to Twitch at that twitch.tv forward slash Lebanon Games at some point in the uh, the near future. Myself and Kyle are going to be sharing the Lebanon Games Twitch channel. And uh, I think Dan's even going to be streaming to it at least once a week. Um, and then I'll try to do it once a week. And Kyle will at least try to do it once a week or just whatever. It doesn't have to be a weekly thing. Just whatever we feel like streaming. That's kind of what we're going for. And uh, it, it's going to be fun. I, I'm really enjoying or I'm really going to enjoy getting to start doing that again. Maybe I should stream a game. Sid Meier's Pirates. I'll beat it. <laughs> You'll actually beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Sean, who, you know, doesn't finish games. Uh, to be fair, as a late Frank, isn't finishing games either. Yeah, neither have I. I haven't finished games in weeks. So, I mean, this is how it is. Soon. How it is. How it's going. But, dude, I had so much fun. Uh, this I'm, I'm, I'm glad we get to play some Johnny Chicago. I mean, it's, it's nice to, you know, hear his stuff. Yeah. It was, it was definitely fun going through listening to these songs when I was picking my tracks up. Absolutely. That's that's probably the most fun I've had doing or picking music for a composer deep dive because, you know, like like we talked about, you know, most of his stuff is that fast paced, energetic, super fun, super happy Kirby style music. And it like it just it's so it brings a huge smile to your face, like getting to dive through all these and doing it all at once too. like literally the entire last week listening to almost nothing but Kirby music. Like it's just it's so Addicting. It's addicting. That's a good word. It's actually addicting listening to the Kirby music. I think that's a good way to end it, too. Absolutely. And now you're going to be hooked on this last track. Hooked on oh, the last track. I, I, I hope we gave you your fix. <laughs> Dude, I had to look up the lyrics. I got to sing another song. No, I'm not oh, going to no. do it. No. Please, please spare us. Just reminded me of uh, Addicted by Saving Abel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm addicted. No, I can't do it. I don't even no. <laughs> That's, that's, uh, a that's a different song. That's a different song. song. That's Simple Plan. I'm a dick. I'm addicted to you. Yeah, I think that's Simple Plan. Yeah, that's that's going way back. I was talking about I'm so addicted to all the things you do. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This is a family show, Brian. <laughs> that's why I said I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Just reminded me of it. <laughs> the dude, we, will I had so- we, will, we will end that now. Yeah, I had so much fun, though, on this episode. I'm really glad, like you said, we uh, got to dive into some Juni Shikawa because, you know, I mean, not for any particular reason, but we just have largely not picked from Kirby music. I mean, we, anytime we do a themed episode, we tend to skip over it and just never focused on it as a series. And we've actually gotten quite a few emails uh, recently with um, some suggestions for episodes to do and some really nice comments. So keep them coming. I, I do see everything i may not respond to everything but i do see everything that comes in via email most of our contact with our listeners does come via email but remember you can always reach out to us on social media and on uh, our discord server as well which we'll talk about here in a minute but before we do that frank i think that is going to bring us to the close of the episode unless you have anything else you wanted to mention before we get on out of here no i I had a blast uh again as we said earlier in the show uh we have two new podcasts hit our music and the Kyle Files, they're amazing. I mean, the media file. The um, media files. Don't call it the Kyle Files, else they'll actually you, look for the Kyle Files. <laughs> you, won't, you, you won't find the Kyle Files, but you can definitely call it the Kyle Files when you give them a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, go check out our new shows and uh, definitely give us feedback. Both, both, and both, both a fun time. I hope you guys enjoy those. 
yeah, we, we definitely want to kind of make those shows something that everybody wants to listen to. So if you do check them out, like I said, reach out, give us feedback. And uh, we are we are kind of kind of build those shows around the community and around what you want to hear. So that's why they're pilot episodes. Go out there, check them out. Give us feedback. Let us know. And uh, we're going to continue doing them, even if you don't like it. So that's fine. <laughs> But that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania Made Possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at LevelDownGames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. And I do want to go back and quickly say, uh, I, I know I said I don't reply to a lot, uh, so I'll, you know every email that I get. I also don't reply to every DM I get on Twitter. I also don't reply to every DM I get on Instagram. I, I, I'm really bad about that. So I, I do see everything that you guys send. <laughs> There's some people that I have to apologize to. Like, I'll get back to them like two months later. I, I may or may not get back at some point. I do see everything that you guys send, though. I just have a lot going on in my plate from, you know, all the time. And uh because I'm always multitasking, sometimes I forget to respond. Uh, we'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Games and click that follow button. You can also check out twitch.tv forward slash KR. AIZD11 Crazed D11. Uh, if you heard Animal Crossing music, I didn't realize my sound on my Switch was on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh, if you guys heard that while we were talking, I do apologize. <laughs> uh, go go follow Dan on Twitch as well. Stocking nuts on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links, and in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Next week, uh, Frank, we are going to be diving into a, another newly released game. Uh, so excited to jump into this one. Shantae. It's time to rub that magic lamp, baby. Shantae and the Seven Sirens, baby. Just came out. I'm actually going to really push to finish it by the time we record the episode next week. I, I do want to have this game finished by the time we do that. But taking us out of this episode, once again, we have Friendly Fire from Kirby Star Allies. Again, composed as everything was today by Jun Ishikawa. Keep the music playing. Keep it loud. Stay safe out there.